Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is April 26th. Yesterday we talked about the Savior being an advocate, and about how our Father in Heaven sent Him to be an advocate for us, sent Him to atone so that He could plead our cause. I just want to add another couple of thoughts to that idea on advocacy before we move on, because I just love this principle so much. Elder Hafen talked about the Savior's advocacy in his book, The Belonging, The Atonement and Relationships with God and Family Heart. He said, We must always seek to be on the Lord's side, but what good news it is to know that He is on our side. His powerful advocacy in our behalf is not limited to pleading our case before the Father, For your advocate knoweth the weaknesses of man, and how to succor them who are tempted. It is the advocate's role to present our case in the most favorable light, refuting the challenges of the adversary who opposes us, and who presents our case in the worst possible light. What glorious news, not only that the greatest advocate of all is willing to represent those who are guilty, but also that he will take our case. I am the first and the last. I am your advocate with the Father. Therefore, lift up your heads and rejoice. Let the hearts of all my people rejoice. I love what it says that it is such good news to know that the Savior is on our side and that he's not only willing, but that he wants to take up our case. He has our back. Everything about his purpose is to bless, lift, or to help us in some way. He is our advocate, and he can plead our case. And the next verses tell us why he's able to do that for us. Starting in verse 4, it says, saying, Father, behold the suffering and death of him who did no sin, in whom thou wast well pleased. Behold the blood of thy son which was shed, the blood of him whom thou gavest that thyself might be glorified. Wherefore, Father, spare these, my brethren, that believe on my name, that they may come unto me and have everlasting life. These verses are so interesting to me because essentially the Savior is saying to the Father, yep, they're guilty as I'll get out. (laughs) But since I'm good, can you forgive them anyway? It's the equivalent of a defense attorney saying, yeah, my client robbed that bank, but judge, you should really let him go free because I'm a really good lawyer. That would never stand in a court of law. And yet that is God's plan for us. We are guilty. We all sin. We all make mistakes. Heavenly Father sent us to this earth knowing that we would make mistakes and that we couldn't make it right for ourselves. And so he gave us a savior so that we could receive exaltation based on his merits, on the condition of our repentance. In the book, The Infinite Atonement, Tadar Callister says, On more than one occasion, a devoted mother pleaded with Abraham Lincoln for the life of a son who had committed a serious offense while serving in the Union forces. Often, Touched by that mother's own sacrifice for her country, Lincoln granted the pardon. Perhaps he thought, not for your son's sake, but for your sake, I will pardon him. Likewise, God the Father must have been deeply moved 
by the incomparable sacrifice of the Savior. Like the mother who pleaded for the life of her son, the Savior pleads for the spiritual lives of his spiritual children, not because of their own worthiness, but because of the Savior's sacrifice they were spared. So there we get a beautiful understanding of why the atonement. And then these next verses help us see the why of the restoration. Verse 9 says, And even so I have sent mine everlasting covenant into the world to be a light to the world and to be a standard for my people. That everlasting covenant, which is being spoken of there, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the new and everlasting covenant. I love how it calls the gospel a light to the world, just like the Lord calls himself a light in verse 7. He says, For verily I say unto you that I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the light and the life of the world. My friends, the gospel is a light because the light of the world stands at the head of it. And as members of the church, we are to be that light to others. Just as it says in section 43 that we must instruct and edify one another. That is our job. As covenant members of the church, we are to edify and to build others, to be a light for others. In a talk called Put on the Armor of Light, Elder Gifford Nilsson tells the following story. He says, At the end of a cultural seminar in Greece, author Robert Fulgham asked the organizer of the event, Dr. Alexander Papaderos, what is the meaning of life? Dr. Papaderos responded, by pulling a small, round mirror from his wallet. Then he said, when I was a child during the war, we were very poor and lived in a remote village. One day, on the road, I found the broken pieces of a mirror. A German motorcycle had been wrecked in that place. I kept only the largest piece. I began to play with it as a toy and became fascinated by the fact that I could reflect light into dark places where the sun would never shine, in deep holes and crevices and dark closets. Reflecting light into inaccessible places became a game for him, but when he became an adult, Dr. Papaderos realized that his childhood game was a metaphor for his life's mission. I came to understand that I am not the light or the source of light, but light the light of truth, understanding, and knowledge is there, and that light will only shine in many dark places if I reflect it. I can reflect light into the dark places of this world and change some things in some people. Perhaps others may see and do likewise. This is what I am about. This is the meaning of of my life. In 3 Nephi, the Savior says, Therefore hold up your light that it may shine unto the world. Behold, I am the light which ye shall hold up, that which ye have seen me do. We can reflect the Savior's light and become more like Him. We can lift and bless the lives of those around us as we put on the armor of light and fill the protecting safety offered through living the gospel of Jesus Christ. My friends, that is the purpose. The gospel is light 
because the light of the world stands at the head, and we can be light as we follow him. We can invite others to the light. We can reflect his light. I testify that because of the Savior Jesus Christ, we can be filled with light, and we can share that light with everyone that we meet. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.